Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, I figured to do a little Hall of Fame talk. Um, you know, the new uh, 2023 eligibility class has anna- was announced. And again, one of the names on it, probably the biggest name uh, the, in terms of the newbies, is Carlos Beltran. And the former Yankee and former Met and, uh, you know, currently part of the Yes broadcast team. So I figured kind of New York relevant. For, so I figured, you know, maybe this episode kind of look at Carlos Beltran's numbers there, look at his career and see if he's a uh, Hall of Fame eligible. So before we get into that, though, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to this, uh, whether it's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm sure there's a, a like or subscribe button or something just so you can get notified new content get, goes up there. So make sure you hit that right now. I'll give you three seconds. One, two, three. Great. So Carlos Beltran, now eligible for the Hall of Fame. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, you, you would say he was probably, you know, definitely, you know, a 20-year career there and the meat of those 20 years, probably one of the best players and best center fielders in the game and bounce around to a lot of teams there, which I think hurts a little bit. And, you know, it's kind of, you always like to have that one player with one uniform, or at least maybe one player with two uniforms. And that is, so he wore a lot of uniforms in his career there, kind of bounced around and came up with the Kansas city Royals, uh, then went to the Houston Astros, then got signed by the Mets, then was traded to the giants. Then got signed by the Cardinals, then got signed by the Yankees, then was traded to the Texas Rangers and then finished his career out in 2017 on that Houston Astros team that, you know, knocked the Yankees out and then won the World Series against the Dodgers. And, of course, uh, allegedly, uh, that was the birth of the uh, whole bang-in-the-can cheating little uh, sign-stealing scandal there, which ultimately cost Carlos Beltran uh, the head coach, uh, sorry, the the managerial job for the Mets. He was all set and ready to manage the Mets. This story breaks out, and then, of course, he has to quit slash fired, whatever you want to call it, from the Mets. And, of course, um, Alex Cora, same deal with the Red Sox, had a tie, um, cut ties with him. Now he would come back to the Red Sox, but kind of had to sit out a year just to, I guess, as a punishment, more or less, off the table. So, um, so you know, if you look at Carlos Beltran's, um, you know, I kind of did this on the uh, the, the, the YouTube episode, the, the latest episode available on YouTube, but figured, you know, maybe you didn't catch that, just figured we'll just go over that here again uh, in the podcast. And, all right, they always say, you know, a Hall of Famer, if it looks like a Hall of Famer, it smells like a Hall of Famer, it's a Hall of Famer. So you could say that about Carlos Beltran, this course, again, switch hitter, finished with 435 home runs, 2,725 hits. So, you know, that's a, that's a great career. But now he doesn't hit those, you know, those magic numbers where 500 home runs or 3,000 hit is usually an automatic to make the Hall of Fame there. So he's just a little bit short of that. But you got you to take in the fact of bit, you know, switch hitter. And he'd say to switch hitter his entire career, he's seen some guys kind of be a switch hitter and then kind of maybe give, give that up after a while. He was a, a pure switch hitter the entire way there. Um, batting average a little bit low as well. Finished at 279. So, again, not a 300 career hitter, not even a 290 career hitter. Under 500 home runs and below uh, 3,000 hits there. So the problem with him is this, his stats aren't Hall of Fame stats in that regard. But you would say, yes, he is probably a Hall of Fame player. But, again, the reason why, again, he's fallen short is that, you know, you look at his 20-year career and nine of those 20 seasons, he played less than 100 games. So that hurt him. He missed a lot of time. Um, now, if, let's just say, you know, maybe out of those nine, maybe he played, you know, five of those nine seasons. He had a normal, you know, 130, 140 games per season. Then I would say hands down, he definitely gets over 500 home runs and hands down over 3,000 hits. So if that's the case, then you say, all right, you know what? He was hurt a lot, but that is a Hall of Fame type player. Um, but so you can't uh, also that you can't really assume. Well, as long as he, if he was playing there, he would have hit all these hits and all the home runs. You can't really you can't really assume that. So that's why the problem is still that his stats 
um, fall below what you would call uh, Hall of Fame quality. And also, you just want to look at everything else. Never won an MVP. Uh, now, he was a, a nine-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, and two-time Silver Slugger. And as mentioned before, came up with the Royals, was the Rookie of the Year back in 1999. So, you know, those those are some good accolades there, but again, no MVPs. Uh, so, if you want to just look on the stats alone, you would say no. Not an MVP. These aren't MV, uh, I'm sorry, these aren't Hall of Fame stats, but I think we all, again, if you saw Carlos Beltran and just remember that, again, early 2000s, and you're talking about one of the best center fielders in the game. The fact that, you know, he had to play in the same league as uh, Andrew Jones, who was kind of a gold glove machine there for Atlanta for many years, playing center there. Probably hurt him a little bit, again, when he was with the Mets. Uh, so he potentially could have had some more gold gloves there. But nevertheless, 5 tool player, maybe not the strongest arm in the world, in the world, but again, switch hitter with power, can hit for average, um, hit a uh, hundred or more RBIs in eight seasons. So good driving runs as well. So I think he will make the hall of fame. Now I don't think he's a first ballot hall of fame, so it might take the second or third year before he gets in. So uh, I think he will get in eventually, but I just don't think he's going to get in the first year just cause again, his stat- stats wise, it just doesn't look like a first ballot hall of famer, but I think this, you know, people will kind of at, after maybe the second or third year of eligibility, then I think he will finally get voted in. So yeah, I think he will be a Hall of Fame, but this, it just won't be for 2023, just because the stats kind of fall short there. Um, now you can look at someone like, um, you know, if you look, you look at the, the 279 career batting average, which is really kind of low. Um, now that's actually the same as Andre Dawson, who is a Hall of Famer, by the way. But I think, you know, batting average, you know, as we get now, you know, as the years go on, I think the baseball writers aren't going to be as critical on that just because the game's different now. You know, back in the day, of course, you know, you expected to hit 300, but now the game's different. You know, you know, guys don't hit for average anymore. It's all about, you know, drawing walks and swinging for home runs. And you just don't have too many 300 hitters anymore in, in the game as much. So, you know, I think moving forward in the future, same way with pitches, like you're not going to see three pitches with 300 wins anymore. It's just the way they baby these pitches now and is, you know, all, all the rest they're given, all the downtime, you know, these guys just aren't thrown as much as they used to back in the day. So you'll see someone like, you know, CC Zabathia, who's short of 300 uh, wins, or someone like, you know, Mike Messina got in a couple of years ago, should be short of 300 wins, but get in, but just because the game's different now. So so I think with that being said, he's right at the cusp there with, with the stats wise, but he doesn't have the golden 500 and he doesn't have the golden 3,000 hits there. So I think for the first year, doesn't make it in, but. After that, at some point, I think they will vote him in. So Carlos Belcher, and at some point, should be a Hall of Fame. And again, if you remember during, the, you know, just remember during the early two thousands, you would definitely would have considered him one of the best center fielders in the game uh, at the time. So as they say, if it looks like a Hall of Famer, smells like a Hall of Famer, even if he doesn't have all the great stats, he is a Hall of Famer. He's just probably not going to get in this first season there. And you might say, hey, look, the fact that he was involved with that, you know, the, the cheating thing with Houston in twenty seventeen, is that going to hold him back? You know, we've seen the baseball writers penalize. The likes of A Rod for the, again uh, supposed you know PED use as well as Clemens and uh, uh, Bonds and uh, Mark McGuire and Sosa and all them. So you know are they going to also penalize um, Beltron for that? I don't think so. Just for the, for, the, for the, you know, a couple of reasons. Number one, um, okay, it's a sign stealing thing. It's not good, but it seems like it's pretty prevalent around baseball. You know, it seems like a lot of teams have their little systems. And you remember the Red Sox had the thing with the smart watches, and then supposedly there was unsealed letter that the Yankees were doing something, and with the you know the phone call out from the bullpen into into, into the the bench there and stealing signs supposedly made from center field or something. So it seems like a lot of shenanigans around baseball. So I don't think the writers are going to penalize him for that. And plus, that was his final year in 2017. So. 
it does make sense. You're going to penalize him for what he did in his last season, and you're kind of going to throw it the, the previous 19 years he had before that playing of the various teams and, you know, kind of just finagle, you know, kind of sweep that away. So I don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to do that. Again, it was his final season when that happened, and I just don't think the baseball riders are really going to care that much. Again, sign stealing is not good, but it is part of the game in a way, and, again, it's not really a performance-hancing thing. It's just, you know, a little gamesmanship, a little corrupt gamesmanship, but nevertheless, I don't think the baseball riders will take it out on him. I just think it'll be more about – whether they feel he has the stats or not. And again, just the biggest thing hurt him. He was just hurts. Uh, that hurts him was being hurt. I mean, he was just injured so many times. As mentioned before, nine season where he played less than 100 games. So he missed so much time. Um, you know, otherwise it could have really, otherwise it would have been a no doubt about it. First ballot, almost probably unanimous Hall of Famer. Uh, but for, but for, since, since he, he lost so much time, um, you know, that that's going to work against him a little bit. So I don't think he gets in the first round. I remember when he signed with the Mets there. Um, it was back in 2015. Now, interestingly enough, his agent, Scott Boris, was really trying to push him onto the Yankees. And what you heard from the camp back in the day is that he really wanted to be a Yankee. Uh, and it would have made sense at the time. The only problem is that they still had Bernie Williams under contract for his final year. So that's when Bernie signed that big deal back in 99. Uh, he was making 12 mil per year. And uh, the final year of that deal was 2015. So he kind of already had Bernie out there in center field. Um, so at the point, it really didn't make sense to bring in Beltron. I think, you know, if the Yankees had the druthers, that would have been that would have worked out real nice. I think if you'd have been part of that team, you know, the, you know the 05, 06 Yankees there, um, you know, I think they could have made a little bit more hay there. Can Bernie was still decent, but obviously his best years were you know behind him at that point. Uh, so since they already had Bernie out there for center field, it didn't make sense to bring in Beltron. So he would ultimately sign with the Mets there, and his first year with the Mets wasn't that good. Again, he had a bad groin injury and just you know didn't put up good stats. Was getting booed by the fans. Uh, so he had a tough first year. And then, of course, we all remember in 2006, we'll remember that image of him in the, in the playoffs taking that cold third strike, that, you know, that vicious breaking ball by Adam Wainwright, uh, cold strike three. And that's kind of the image you'll have as uh, Beltran in the Met uniform. But after that, you know, you looked at it, you've had some good seasons with the Mets, a couple of 40 home run type seasons. Um, you know, he kind of bounced back from that. And you got to bounce around a bunch of teams. And again, I mentioned before, it also kind of hurts is that he was, you know, he's with all these different teams. It just, you know, I say if he does go into into the Hall of Fame, what do you what do you look at at him as? I guess in his best years, he was technically with the Mets. So I guess you know he, if you're going to put one hat on him, I guess it would it would be a Mets hat. And yeah, he did win his one championship in his final year with the Astros there. But you don't think of him as an Astro. Again, he was there for a cup of coffee in 2004. Um, um, you know, he got traded there, you know, during their playoff run, and then of course there for one season in 2017. So. I don't think you consider him an Astro. You don't consider him a Yankee. He was only with the Yankees like two and a half season. The Yankees traded him with the Giants for like half a season, with the Rangers for like half a season as well. So, you know, probably if anything, you probably would consider him either a Royal or a Met. Kind of want to take him to go. They're probably more a Met, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Royal as well, just because he came up with the organization, was there for a few years, won the Rookie of the Year award with them as well. So, I would say either a Royal or a Met. That would be on it. You know, that would be the hat he wears, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So, um, so that's it. Carlos Beltran, eligible for the 2023 Hall of Fame. Probably not getting in the first season, but at some point he will. This course, again, he it was a Hall of Fame type player. So um, catch you in the next episode. Make sure you subscribe and get notified when new episodes come up. We still have a whole long offseason. We've got a lot of Aaron Judge stuff still to talk about. Should we sign with the Yankees? But, of course, there's going to be other moves by Cashin, whether it's trades or free agencies, and we'll get into all that. So catch you next time. <laughs>